Hello ladies and welcome back to Ordinary Things Extraordinary Love. My name is Jennifer and you may know me as Bibles and Boots. Ordinary Things Extraordinary Love is a podcast aimed at helping women cultivate prayer lives. I want to invite you this Christmas season to join me as we unwrap some amazing episodes from the vault. As we switched platforms, I didn't want to lose sight of some awesome interviews we have with ladies who are full of inspiration and insight into the kingdom of God. Join us by listening to each of these episodes with your Bible, journal, pen and highlighter, and a cozy drink. And even if you've heard some of these interviews before, I want to invite you to stay tuned and join us anyway, because before and after each episode, I'm going to offer a little bit more to the experience, more that you can take into your personal prayer lives and experience this Christmas season possibly like never before. I hope this season is full of prayer opportunities for you, and I hope that you come to know Christmas a little deeper and a little bit more special this year with us. When you're ready, unpause this and let's dive into an awesome interview together. To my heart, it's an interview I had with a close friend of mine. And in it, we share our love of St. Therese and explain how St. Therese has led us closer to our relationship with the Lord from my early days of podcasting. And though I wouldn't proclaim that I have gotten tremendously better, um, I think this one is very, I the word that comes to mind is just endearing, done to the best of my ability at the time. It's clipped very uncomfortably and... Um, the transitions are not phenomenally smooth, but it is a sweet representation of this childlike faith that Lisa and I share, and I'm so excited to share it with you. We're going to our personal reflection, but what I am going to have you do um, for your personal prayer as you've been going through these throwback interviews, I invited you to kind of set aside even just five minutes of your own personal prayer time before listening to the interview. And in this one, what I would invite you to do is consider the people in your life who have led you closer to Christ. Now, we spend a lot of time in scripture because our relationship with God is fundamental. Our entering the word needs to be a priority for our spiritual life. But what cannot be forgotten is the reality that we were not led to Christ on our own. In most cases, Someone inspired something in us, whether it was a speaker, a friend, a family member. Someone in your life has played a profound impact on you and your relationship with Christ. Someone maybe today has been bringing you closer to Christ than even that initial person. So who was that person that sparked within you a desire for faith? Who sparks within you a desire for faith in your day-to-day life these days? And if you have a little extra time in your prayer, I would invite you to consider, too, who it is that you are walking in their journey of faith with. Who might you be an inspiration of faith to? Sisters, it's so important that we um, continuously share our love for Christ. Just be inspirational people around us. We cannot just um, continue to feed and enrich and enhance our life. We also must be called to be missionaries, whether that's within our family, in our friendships, or out in the world, God is inviting us to share our faith. In a beautiful way, St. Therese has brought me to the faith, and in a beautiful way too, 
people like Lisa and I get to journey together in our faith on a fairly regular basis, inspiring and encouraging one another to deeper prayer, sharing the intimacies of our hearts so that we can come to know Christ better, but also so that we can process what God's doing in our life out loud through our sisterhood. Ladies, if you don't have a sisterhood, I would encourage you to find one. Find a friend who you can walk with, who you can journey with. A woman who's going to call out that feminine heart that the Lord has created within you. A woman who's going to inspire that feminine genius that Pope John Paul II talked about so much. Who is going to help you model individuals like Mary or St. Therese or whatever saint that has been close to your heart? Who's going to encourage you to pursue the Lord like she did? I would invite you in your prayer time to reflect on that today, ladies. And when you're ready, unpause this and listen to an interview that is beautiful, but please be patient with me as the technology was definitely a little wonky. We did our best, and in that, I want to share it with you. So like I said, this episode is going to be just a little bit different. Today I am interviewing my friend Lisa. Um, Lisa and I have known each other for a number of years. We met as spiritual teachers um, in a catechism program, sharing our faith with the youth. We would run into each other at various times and slowly over life would develop um, a relationship and a friendship centered around just uh, doing cute things and hanging out. Lisa started selling Jamberry nails and invited me to a online party. I instantly fell in love and we found ourselves hanging out over doing our nails and then slowly we rekindled our friendship around um, the spiritual element that we always had known was there. We had shared our love for St. Therese for a long time and so I knew right away when I was planning to do this episode that she was the person I wanted to um, chat with. However, with the busyness of our schedules, getting together in person was not very feasible. Um, so we did it to the best of our ability, being apart, and we just want to share a little bit more with you about what um, St. Therese has done in our lives and the role she's played, and just that joint um, friendship with Therese that really um, spirits our friendship together in our relationship with the Lord. So, Lisa, I welcome you to the show. I thank you for joining me in the busyness of your life um, and taking time to record your answers. I want to start off with asking you, what drew you to St. Therese? Like, what about her um, inspired you to holiness? in the beginning. Um, well, I was a kid when I learned about St. Therese. Um, I grew up in a Catholic family, and I went to church and had a, you know, basic understanding, a childhood understanding of my faith. But I don't remember when I first discovered St. Therese, but I remember what drew me to her was roses and was pink and was sweetness, because I am a very girly girl, and so 
the the femininity and the gentleness and like I said the sweetness of Saint Therese and of statues of her and holy cards of her they're all very pretty they're very feminine and um so I was I was just attracted to that um she was like a like a, a holy sort of princess to me almost um and then throughout you know growing up I learned more about her story and didn't even think twice when it came to choosing a confirmation saint for myself because of uh, as I learned more about her the life that she led the virtue that she had it was so accessible it was so simple Saint Therese is all about simplicity she's all about um, running to God as a loving father throwing ourselves as his little children at his feet and um, it's it's just so sweet and it's so simple and yet she was incredibly incredibly wise um, I always like I remember doing my confirmation report knowing that she was proclaimed a doctor of the church because of the the, the depth of what she um, you know, for lack of a better term, preached through her writings and through her example. And I was kind of proud. I was proud as if she were like a family member or something. And that's my girl. She's She was such a, a simple little nun who was just so in love with her family, so in love with her faith and with Jesus. And in that simplicity, she became one of the greatest saints that the church has ever known. It was just so amazing to me. It made the faith so accessible and so I chose her as my confirmation saint and I just had a devotion to her for as long as I can remember and I'm sure I always will because she's a constant reminder that we don't need to be theologians we don't need to be these incredibly learned and wise and virtuous people in order to be saints in order for God to love us it's the little things in our life and I loved so much what she taught that that's what um, kept me coming back for more, for learning more. And, and now in my adult life, I just, I can't get enough of her. I grab every book I can, and I hope that more books will keep popping up because I just, I never want to stop learning about her. Thanks for sharing that, Lisa. I can definitely relate. I was 10 years old when I found St. Therese, and it was her beauty more than anything else that really drew me into her as well. Just that, um, I don't know, something about her look. I saw a statue and I just thought she was so pretty. And then a few weeks later, I stumbled upon her book and got to know her on a much deeper level. And I think it's such a testament to who she was as a disciple that a 10-year-old could read her book and then later, a 26-year-old could read her book. And they both understand it, but are receiving something completely different from it. Like you said, Therese was a doctor of the church. So the depth that this young lady had, and yet dying at the age of 24, most of her life was spent as a young girl. And so just that simplicity that is like united with depth is phenomenal and also something that I am inspired by in her. So I'm thankful that you shared that. Um, for me, Therese is, Therese is, um, bold. 
And I think her boldness is what inspires me today in my life. And I think even as a child, too, just, um, I kind of did my thing, like, you know, I am trying to explain that, like, when I didn't go to the Pope, obviously, or throw these tantrums that St. Therese had, but when I was a child, I knew what I wanted, and I knew what I was going to fight for, and so I think that drew me to Therese as well. Having read her story, I saw that this little girl was going to make a scene if she felt it was necessary to, and yet she loved the Lord so much that she desired to be good and holy, and when I was 10 years old reading that, I think I had that boldness to an extent, and I wanted the holiness that coupled it with St. Therese, and so getting to know her more was a blessing in that. I don't know what my spirituality would look like now, not having gotten to know her at such a young age, and yet um, being an adult, I see her boldness uh, primarily. So the sweet, innocent Therese that I was greeted with is definitely overshadowed now by this bold Therese who loved so well, even in her boldness. You know, um, having gone to the Pope, like I'd said before, she was just a little girl, and she wanted to join the convent, and they laughed at her. Priests and bishops turned her down, and she goes to the Pope. And not long after, she gets to enter the convent at age 15, and how beautiful when you know God is calling you to do something that you have the courage and the grace to step up and do it. And just the radical transformation um, in my own life, like when I was adopted, I went from living completely different. I could do things and say things and wear things that when I was adopted I couldn't do, say, and wear. And, you know, I oftentimes wondered how being so young, how, like, things could transform so quickly without much, you know, hesitation. And then I look at Therese, who believed in Santa Claus, uh, older than her dad had hoped she would, and when she found out that he wasn't real, how she cries and throws a tantrum and becomes so emotional and goes straight to prayer and comes down with a completely different outlook that actually it's okay and I trust you and I love you and I I can accept this reality and she trusted and loved her dad very much and he was such a blessing in her life. I think too the family of St. Therese, that's a whole other topic, but her family played a key role in who she would become and I'm very thankful for that and I think her family is a beautiful witness of what a holy family looks like. They're all, they all went on to be nuns and her parents are saints. And one of her sisters, you know, is at the point where she's, um, going through the process to sainthood and there's just so much holiness in that family. You can't help but be inspired almost. Um, but yeah, Therese is beautiful and in that beauty, I know she captivates hearts and I think it's cool that we kind of experience that same thing. We were lured in by her peaceful, gentle glance, and then we were struck with her boldness um, and just her strength. So my next question to you, Lisa, 
is how does knowing Therese affect your everyday life um, in the sense of like developing a friendship with her? What does that look like and how has that led you closer to Christ? So connected to my first answer about what initially drew me to Therese is what keeps me kind of coming back to her day after day and um, how she's uh, accompanying me on my life journey. She is, in my head, synonymous with the word simplicity. And I feel like um, nowadays, simplicity is very, very hard to attain. We're surrounded by distractions and stimulations, uh, technology and social media and entertainment. And we're our lives are just are very cluttered. They're cluttered. Um, our minds are cluttered and our hearts can be cluttered too. And St. Therese understood the value of simplicity and just, you know, again, like I said, like a child loves their parent. Um, there's no complication. There's no um, conditions to a child's love for their parent. It's just trust and affection and um, she very much loved her earthly parents immensely, especially her father, whom she was able to spend much more time with um, before, you know, her, losing her mother at a very young age. But that simplicity, just as as someone who's a very anxious person, um, simplicity is so helpful in in soothing my anxiety. And so I can call on her. I can call on her lessons um, that I've read in her writings, in her autobiography, and in other biographies about her, that that simplicity is, it makes life so much easier. It makes daily life so much easier. Not only does it put things in perspective um, as to, you know, what's most important in our daily lives, but it also, it helps us to remember that throughout the day, it's the little things that matter. It's the little things that add up and it's the little things that God sees. So these small sacrifices that we can make throughout the day, whether it comes to doing some housework without complaining, doing our homework or other chores, um, maybe any sufferings we might have because of illness or injury or anything like that. Um, even the tiniest little thing is of immense value when we offer it with love to God our Father. That is something that every single one of us, every single day, experiences. We all have something that we can offer to God every day, whether it be good or bad. Um, we have things we can give him. We can offer him gratitude for our health, for the things we have been blessed with, our home, our family, and friends. We can offer him um, praise for being our loving father, um, for giving us such wonderful examples as St. Therese and the other saints that you know you may have a devotion to. We can offer up the suffering that we experience for the sake of holy souls in purgatory for our own merits. Um, it's We all have something every day that we can offer, and St. Therese is, uh, reminds us of that. And there's something so sweet and so simple about that. It's so easy. All you have to do is just simply say, God, I offer you, this is this is for you. This, you know, whatever it is I'm experiencing, this... Um, Anxiety over a test I have to take. God, I offer you this anxiety. This is for you. I give it back to you. And um, so that's why, you know, again, what drew me to St. Therese so much was just how simple she makes things and how easy it is for us to live out our faith in such an immense way. But it's also such a small and easy way. So we can constantly offer these things to her. And 
there's a prayer that I um, pray to St. Therese daily. Um, it's part of, I've seen it as part of a novena to her, but then I've also seen just this prayer separately too. So um, it's, again, such a sweet prayer. And so it's a, a way to ask St. Therese to intervene for us. And the prayer goes, St. Therese, the little flower, please pick me a rose from the heavenly garden and send it to me with a message of love. Ask God to grant the favor I thee implore and tell him I will love him each day more and more. And then you state your intention. And it's so simple and it's so sweet. And we may not always, we may never actually receive, you know, a bouquet of roses delivered to us as a sign from Therese, but that's not an indication that she doesn't hear our prayers, takes each of them to God lovingly. And I just love the idea of, you know, her wandering in this beautiful garden of heaven full of these beautiful roses that she loves so much and was so eager to shower down upon us, uh, just so eager to hear our prayers and to intervene for us. So she's a saint that's very easy to live with in our daily lives because it doesn't matter how old or young we are, how what we're going through, where we are in our state of life, no matter where we are, um, she's a saint that we can model our spiritual life after. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I definitely think that I don't um, pray to St. Therese as often as I would like to and ask for her intercession um, on a one-to-one level. Something I've been doing in my everyday life as far as St. Therese is concerned. Um, Jeremy and I have been kind of discovering a devotion to her parents because as we're trying to live a virtuous and holy relationship um, that we plan to develop into a marriage um someday we thought calling upon the intercession of the first canonized married saint couple would be a good idea and then throw in the fact that they're saint Teresa's parents and that was super encouraging to me we've been praying a saint Teresa novena as we've been planning a trip to chicago where we're actually going to go to her shrine So there's a lot of excitement and stuff there, too. So I haven't been conversing with her as much as I used to in that friendly manner, but definitely calling upon her help on a daily level that way. Just trying to think of different ways to live that sacrificial life that she did, I think is important, too. Just offering up those little annoyances in my life, as we talked about how she handled those situations I want to be better about that too because I find that I'm very impatient or you know I want the pleasures of life all the time and I don't need lattes on the daily you know I need to learn how to just drink black coffee and be okay with that you know and you know whether that's just not adding certain delights in my life and just remembering that it's maybe not a feast day and I I can offer up those pleasures and those desires for someone who has nothing or someone in my life who has requested prayers or no matter what the situation may be I think that when we sacrifice like St. Therese did we learn how to appreciate better the gifts that not only the Lord is giving us but those people in our lives who just really desire the life that we're living in might not be so sure how to get there, if that makes sense. So for me, it's just kind of that learning how to become like St. Therese, because in doing so, I think we find Christ more often, and we learn to appreciate more fully the small things that may otherwise go unnoticed. 
So my last question to you, Lisa, is St. Teresa's Feast Day is coming up, and I know you're as excited as I am. This podcast is actually going to air on her feast day, which is very exciting, too. It happens to be a Monday, which is when I try to get my podcast out, even though that's not always the case. Um, so her feast day is coming up on Monday, and I just really want to know how are you going to celebrate. So that could be um, your spiritual answer or your uh, worldly answer. Like for me, definitely just offering extra prayers that day, but... Um, Jeremy's coming over like I said we're doing that novena and so just really taking time to have a good slow breakfast together we're going to have pancakes which has nothing to do with Therese except for the fact that we're just joyfully honoring her that day but then also I am contemplating doing a little bit of work that morning at a local coffee shop where they offer um, the flavor option of rose water (laughs) because as we've been talking about St. Therese loved her roses so just those little things that might not do anything extra to get my butt to heaven, but it uh, can just help me think about heavenly things. So I want to hear from you how you plan to celebrate. How I'm going to celebrate St. Teresa's Feast Day is um, something that's kind of newer for me because it was only recently that I realized that these feast days, apart from, you know, maybe going to mass or something, maybe realizing in the morning, oh, it's so-and-so's feast day. Okay, cool. It's, it's an entire day. It's, it's, I, I view it as though I were celebrating someone's birthday. When it's someone's birthday, you spend the whole day celebrating them. When it's someone that you love, someone that you know very well, you want to celebrate them because it's a special day set aside for them. That's why we all celebrate our birthdays because it's one day out of the year that is a day to celebrate, you know, one particular person. And so I kind of was feeling like I was going to do something similar on St. Teresa's Feast Day. Um, First and most importantly, decorate my planner appropriately because you got me totally hooked on planners. But maybe find, um, you know, what I'm going to wear to work that day, maybe something that I have that has flowers on it, or maybe the color, you know, like a red or a rose sort of color, and, um, you know, be a way to constantly remind myself throughout the day. Um, I could see myself totally changing my phone background, so every time, you know, the far too many times a day that I'm looking at my phone, um, beautiful picture of roses or of St. Therese's, what greets me when I turn my phone on, um, I could... I like the idea of starting the day by maybe um, stopping somewhere, buying myself a rose, keeping it on my desk at work so every time I glance at it, I can wish Therese a happy feast day. Um, Maybe give that rose away toward the end of the day. Um, Buy a bouquet of roses and give them away. I mean, it's it's all dependent on your own state of life, and I think I'll be in the office most of the day. But um, I definitely am going to try to think of special ways that every year I can really celebrate this day as a day that's not only a way to celebrate St. Therese, but also to thank her for the example that she's given us and to really, really embrace what she's taught us about simplicity and about love, about um, complete trust in our Father and just a completely joyful day because that's what St. Therese was all about. She just loved, she had so much joy in her Heavenly Father and I want to live that in whatever tiny little ways remind me throughout the day of the example she gave us. And I want to thank her for her example throughout the day. So I'll 
text you throughout the day and we'll send each other little little roses and little reminders of to celebrate one of my absolute favorite days of the entire year I'm so excited oh my gosh I love those ideas um yeah you just had a lot of good insight and gave me a lot of good ideas of other ways to celebrate and of course we'll be messaging throughout the day um god is good isn't he thank you so much lisa for joining me today and sharing a little bit about saint therese like i said earlier in this podcast i know that she's super important to both of us and just talking about her life throughout this episode and you know sharing ideas on how to celebrate and how she inspires us i think it's so beautiful when you share those things with other people because it takes away the limitations of yourself right like some of the things you said I wouldn't have thought about or I wouldn't have thought to relate to. Um, So your testimony of her and, you know, what inspires you about her, I think has given me some um, prayer prompts and just different things to think about and pray with. So thank you for that. I really appreciate you and I appreciate your friendship. Um, I think it's such a blessing to have someone in my life who I know that I can talk to any time of the day about my faith and that we can continue to encourage each other and give each other, you know, heavenly advice and walk towards holiness together. So thank you for that as well. I invite you to learn a little bit more about St. Therese and I hope that this podcast helped a little bit. St. Therese was the saint I chose to walk with in my life and maybe she doesn't do a whole lot for you, but there's plenty of other saints out there. Therese, in a very unique way, has captured the hearts of many. And usually people that aren't inspired by her at first come to be when they know a little bit more about her. She wasn't very soft or outspoken the way people might imagine when they think of her. Though St. Therese promised to send roses from heaven, she's not dainty and insecure. St. Therese knew what she wanted out of life, and she was willing to give up everything for him. What are you willing to give up for the Lord? What are you willing to sacrifice? Who are the people in your life that the Lord has invited you to love and to serve and to pour yourself out for? When Therese was no more than two or three years old, she looked at her mother who was dying of cancer, and she said that she hopes she dies. Zelie was kind of astonished by this and didn't know what little Therese meant until Therese explained that when you die, you get to be with Jesus and I just want you to be happy. Even at a young age and with very little understanding, Therese knew that much, that to be with Jesus was real happiness. She knew that to be with Jesus meant to love him and to love him well. This week, ladies, like all weeks, I invite you to sip your coffee slowly, to wash the dishes that you love because you love those that use them, to choose all that the Lord places in your life, and to be still, beloved, and know that he is God. Know that I'm praying for you, that St. Therese is praying for you, and that you have a remarkable purpose in life that the Lord is calling you to do. Whether that's as simple as living a life of solitude and stillness like St. Therese, 
becoming a mother, like St. Gianna, challenging popes, like St. Catherine, or fighting in a battle, like St. Joan of Arc. You're called to do something tremendous with your life, ladies. You're called to be the woman that the Lord desires you to be. And I invite you to be her well. Until next week, God bless.